Hamilton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. All right, we got pretty significant news day from uh, both Oilers and Elks. We'll discuss it here. Jays are in action. The uh, taking on the Baltimore Orioles, a team they haven't beat very much this year. Only two of the 12 times or eight of 10 or something like that they've lost. Uh, they're up 3-1, though, early in the game. They're one game back of the Seattle Mariners for the final wildcard spot in the American League, the third and final wildcard spot. Edmonton Oilers announced today that Rick Pracy has been named Director of Amateur Scouting. The club also announced that it's mutually parted ways with Tyler Wright. Uh, Pracy brings in two decades of scouting experience to the Oilers after most recently serving as the amateur scout with the Flyers since 2014. Prior to his time with Philadelphia, uh, the Hamilton, Ontario native spent 13 years with the Colorado Avalanche, including six seasons as Director of Amateur Scouting. As CEO of Hockey Operations, Jeff Jackson puts his stamp on the Oilers. And earlier today, Tom Richards, who we heard a week ago talk about the dismissal of uh, Victor Quee as president and CEO, announced the interim president and CEO. But the board began the process of searching for an interim president and CEO. We needed someone who had an understanding of football and understanding of this community. We reached out to Rick right away. He was a clear choice for all of us. We had a long short list but we tried to shorten it down and Rick was by far our number one candidate. He is a proven winner. He's got the respect of the board. Importantly, he's got the respect of the league, the CFL and all the different teams he's been around for a while. We are a proudly owned community team. Rick brings us some instant credibility with our shareholders and our community. This credibility with our staff will help him do some some great work in the critical months ahead. So I'd like to welcome back to the Edmonton Elks organization, Rick Lawlisher. And I'd like to welcome back to 630 Chad Inside Sports, Rick Lawlisher. Rick, uh, welcome back to uh, the Green and Gold, and welcome back to Inside Sports. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks, Dave. Glad to be here. Nice to hear your voice again. And Man, you just can't stay retired. You're a wanted man. Everyone keeps asking you for help, and you keep saying yes. Yeah, I just, I, I guess as Joan says, I just put my retirement on a short hold for a while. <laughs> and you owe her another vacation, right? <laughs> I know, I know. That, uh, that's the third time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you will fulfill that promise as, uh, as you always do. So tell me, uh, and your name kept coming up in, you know, the circles that I talked to. What about Rick Lawlisher? And I said, well, he is retired, but uh, so... Here you are, uh, coming back to the Green and Gold as interim president and CEO. And we gotta, we gotta emphasize this is interim. You're not a, you're not a candidate for the permanent position. Uh, but tell me, why did you want to come back? What, what, what influenced you to come back to the Green and Gold on a, on a temporary basis here? Well, I think um, I, I'm what you'd classify as a CFL lifer. And uh, my wife Joan and I are, are big football fans and. Um, when we signed up to go to Vancouver with the Lions, it was for two years, and we ended up staying five. Uh, and David Burley's death and the, finally bringing Amara Doman on, which has been a great boon to the Lions. But um, I just have been around the green and gold for a lot of years, 
and both as a volunteer on the board and uh, on the management side and felt that if I could play a little role in helping to stabilize the franchise and uh, help them with the future of the franchise that I'd certainly uh, pause my retirement and say uh, I'll come out and do it. And so I thought about it for a day when, when word came out and then uh, Tom Richards gave me a call and and asked me if I was interested. And so we sat down and talked about it. Um, it's not an overnight fix. We know that. It's going to take a while. Uh, but I think I can I can lead the, in the short term and then help the board in their recruitment of a new CEO. So, uh, you know, and like you said, it's not going to turn around overnight and, you know, you're going to be here for, let's just say, a few months. How do you stabilize this organization, do you think? Is it, uh, is it what, what is the, the, the number one or the number or the top two things or top three things you think you, you need to do to, to, to help stabilize the, the organization right now? Well, I think I started today but just meeting with everybody. I'm, I met with the management team. I met with all the staff. I met with football operations, all the coaches. And um, they, I know a little bit about the, the city and the, the franchise in itself, and I've been around the CFL for a long time. So mm-hmm. uh, I know it's I, uh, clearly it's been a tough year for them. I fully understand that when you're – when you're one and nine, it's not fun. And I went through that with the Lions in 2019. It's just not a fun time. Uh, but what you have to do is, is just, if you make mistakes, correct them and get on with it. So um, the the uh, football team's very young, as you know, Dave. Mm-hmm. And uh, the coaching staff, when I met with them, they're committed to uh, to working with this young crowd and, and winning some more games. The, uh, on the business side, it, it hasn't been fun when, when you see your customers that uh, either don't show up or show up with bags over their heads. Like that, That's not a fun place to work. So I've counseled them today that, hey, um, we know we've got to work through it. Let's just have some fun doing I want to make sure that people that come into that stadium on Sunday and the other three games that they, they come with themselves, their friends, their relatives, and their families, and and just have a great time. Have some fun. Uh, you're not going to win every game. We're, we know that. And, uh, but we're going to try to win the uh, rest of these games. They're a good point of them because, as I think I was saying to Marley earlier today, that um, – it, how strange it is at one and nine, you're still in the playoff hunt. Yep. Uh, and uh, particularly the crossover to the East. So um, you play Ottawa and then two Calgary and a Saskatchewan. So you're playing all the teams that you'll be fighting for, for that position. So uh, the opportunities there, uh, we just have to grab it. And it uh, looks like it's going to be a great day on Sunday. And hopefully uh, the fans will come out and not only cheer on the Oaks, but, but to have some fun and enjoyment. Uh, while they're doing that. Rick Lawless, your Edmonton Elks interim president and CEO, joining us here tonight on 6.30 Chad Inside Sports. You know, when I ask you this question, I know at the time you were busy with the BC Lions. Uh, The the thing that always disturbed me about the way things kind of, you know, the way things are, how we got here uh, to present day is just how fast it felt like the floor fell through, right? And this club has found a way to tread water and, you know, more than tread water and, you know, have good attendance at the gate, even though it's dwindled over time. 
but then COVID hit and just seemed like it seemed like the perfect storm for this organization and and you see the crowds that we see which is really really sad so I'm wondering even when you were busy when you had with the Lions what you felt about the situation in Edmonton because obviously you're on the board of governors you are connected in that regard but it was uh, it was quite quite a shocking turn of events here because it really seemed to to turn on a dime as far as how dire it is here yeah a great concern of you know who would have thought five six years ago that we'd be talking about a franchise like this franchise to the position that they're in um it, it just you, you could have made a lot of money if you're a betting man mm-hmm. of, uh, it's, it's just um it's very unfortunate just it's a combination of things and but at the end of the day there's no sense looking back we've got to look forward and uh, we've got to put on a, a great entertainment package and play some great fast uh, football and make sure everybody, when they're in that stadium, is is happy and having fun. And um, it's very affordable. Uh, but let's look ahead. We've got to look ahead. You can. It's like driving a car. You got to look through the yeah. front windshield. So we'll uh, we'll keep going, and and hopefully the the players will. Uh, play to their best ability and we'll win some games. When, when you look at... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a Happy price. Got your happy price, price line. The, the current structure of the Elks uh, with the community ownership, and it's worked for so many years. And, you know, there's shareholders, and then you got the board of directors, and then you got, you know, present day, it's Tom Richards, who's the board chair, who's the first ever player to hold, ex player to hold that position. Uh, so he's in a unique uh, situation or, or, or perspective because he's he sees both sides, the business and, and the player side. But, you know, some people look at the board and they go, I mean, they're getting a lot of heat for for past decisions, and I know we're not here to talk about the past, but people talk about the structure of it. You know, here's this group, and they're volunteers, but they're very smart people. And you've worked with private ownership uh, with Omar Dolman, and obviously in the the tenure of the late David Braley. Um, Is there a discussion point that maybe, I don't know if it's on your agenda, to maybe look at both sides of the ledger and see, you know, what options are available to help maximize the profitability of this club? I think we'll look at everything. Uh, you know, I'm just digging into it now, so uh, I've got to figure out where the financials are and where the uh, football operations cap is and the players cap, and what, what's available financially to to the Elks. The, you know, being a, a board member of the Edmonton Elks as a volunteer, it's a very difficult position. Uh, you're you're committed to it. You're very passionate about football and about the Elks and the community. And I've been there. I, as you know, I was on the board as a volunteer in the 80s. And uh, the, uh, maybe things change over time. If you go back far enough, there was, I think they got their name on the board, the Nervous Nine, when they had problems back That's in right. the 50s. So um, it, it runs in cycles. Um, I don't know what the right answer is right now, but I'm I'm committed to working with the board to see what the best route is uh, towards the future of 
of the franchise. And, you know, switching gears too, there's a lot of talk about the football operations cap, and I, I don't really want to ask you specifically to the Elks because, I mean, it, 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 I don't think that's a fair question. But in general, what's your thoughts about the football operations cap having been in it for the last few years? And I think what what bothers people about it and what bothers me is that it seems like it's 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 kind of punitive instead of you know it, it, you want to control costs but it does also seems like if you want to make a decision in football ops you, you got to pay for it for a certain amount of time yes you do and and the i think the unfortunate part in this case of the elks is they've had to make a number of decisions that really compounds it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had that at the Lions. We had that uh, decision when we let uh, Devon Claybrooks go, and uh, we had to live with that. And we we wrote it off through the uh, cap, and uh, now there's so many, and I I don't even know where it's at. We're digging that information out for me right now. Um, it is it is punitive. Um, it was put. In, I was there when we put it in, and it was put in. Because the, you know it's been known for a lot of years that the CFL is not a a uh, great big profit maker, even if you're on the the uh, positive side of the ledger. So, what would happen in football was some team, whether it's a GM or a head coach, would convince their whether it be a private owner, a community team, or a multi-sport team, hey, if we only have 18 coaches, we can win. And when that happens, you know what happens to the other eight teams, Dave? Right. Things say, well, we can't win anymore. But if we equal 18 coaches, then maybe we can win. But maybe if we get 20, we can have a better shot at winning. And it just keeps compounding itself. So we put in some pretty stringent rules uh, about the number of coaches, uh, the uh the the money side of it and with the penalties it it is punitive and and it's hitting the elks hard right now i think and um i'll look at it and then i will go and talk to my cfl counterpart presidents in the league and um we'll just see i I can't make any promises of what will happen but I, i think i can lay out to them that that this is very punitive here and it, it's a detriment to what you can do on the football operations side. What's your message to the fans right now as we're joined by uh, Rick Lawsher, the interim president and CEO of the Elks? And, you know, again, you, you said, like, you know, there's no magic wand here. It's not going to get solved overnight. You want to come in and bring kind of sort of a steady influence here. Obviously, the fans are not happy with certain things and, you know, on the field as well. One and nine isn't pretty. But um, what would you say to the fans right now uh, who are, you know, not happy right at the moment? Yeah, and there's well, first of all, there's the passionate fans, and I I know a number of them. They were around when I was here, right? And and they're they're not only passionate; they're pretty knowledgeable about football, and so they they've got some cause to say we need to improve, and and I understand that. To the uh, fans that come casually, whether it's one game or a package or a couple games, so you know, I, all I can say is I just I've seen the weather report for Sunday. It's going to be a great weather day. I think it's very affordable for families in particular. And that's why we've had the growth in B.C. is is on the family side. And uh, they uh, come out and enjoy it and experience it. Um, Hopefully it's a good football game and uh, the outcome will be in the Elks' favor, but I can't promise that. All I can promise is that everybody in that organization I talked to today 
whether it be football ops coaches or uh, business staff, they are all committed to doing everything they can to make sure that the uh, fans in the seats are, are not only entertained, but they'll enjoy a great afternoon or evening of football. Well, that's outstanding, and uh, I'm looking forward to the next few months to seeing you around more and seeing Joan as well. And you revealed today that Joan beat you in fantasy football last year, and uh, I know Joan is very much into football. And by the way, have you ever tried to make a trade with her in in your fantasy? (laughs) You can't do that in CFL fantasy. Oh, you can't. But yeah, but uh, the uh, no, she's done pretty well, and she's uh, she's very passionate about football, and um, we'll. Maybe I'll get some ups from the Elks now and, and beat her this year. There you go. All right, look forward to seeing you around soon, Rick. Thanks for your time tonight. Thanks, Dave. Bye now. That's uh, Rick Lollisher, the uh, interim president and CEO of your Edmonton Elks. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. The news of the day is the Edmonton Elks have filled the uh, president and CEO position on an interim basis with Rick Lawlisher, who uh, is back in that role. Uh, again, in term, he says, I have no interest in the permanent role. He's going to retire at some point. Um <laughs> for good but uh, he will be on for the next uh, few months and help with the search for the permanent uh, president and CEO as well join us on the CertainTeed hotline pros choice for roofing siding drywall insulation and ceiling system CertainTeed they are pro all the way so what do you think of the move he's been uh, a name that has been talked about as someone that is going to uh, be a candidate for that interim role and uh, it's interesting how they're doing it, having the interim role and then having a, a permanent role and going outside the organization for both. But this is as close to being inside the organization as you can get with someone who is, you know, technically on the outside. 780-496-0063, that's the number to call or text. Blake Dermott will join us as well after 7 o'clock, our in-game analyst for Elks broadcast here on 630 Ched. Get his thoughts as well. Also, after 7.30, uh, we talked with uh, Janelle Bakowski yesterday, the women's full marathon winner who's from Lethbridge studying in Edmonton, her first ever full marathon. Well, Gene Principe, our good buddy from uh, Sportsnet uh, Oilers, he ran his first full marathon. Didn't do it quite as fast as Janelle, but he did it. And we're going to hear his story after 7.30 as well. But right now, talking about the Elks, News of the day, Rick Lawless, you're back as interim president and CEO. 780-496-0063. It's Camp Lynn for Wilkins this week on Inside Sports.